It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome back after what was a long weekend for us. How was your long weekend, Shauna? It was great. Uh, Cliff came in. Went to Louise, did some snowboarding, had a nice hotel stay at the Chateau. <laughs> uh, we had a ball, like, wind-up party on Friday. Lots of lots of crap going on. What about you? Cool. Uh, the opposite. Nothing. Nice. Nothing at all. Those are great weekends, too. Yeah, just yeah. kind of tried to get over the sickness. Yes. Mostly got over it. Still didn't have my voice fully back, but... It's greasy. It's just one that wants to hang on. Yeah. Hanging on for dear life. I know. Well, I know. Oh, uh, but it was relaxing, got lots of sleep. Awesome. Feeling pretty good. Okay. Feeling pretty good. Thank you. On today's show, a couple more things you can't look cool doing. We'll play a game called Band or Person. Is this the name of a band or a solo artist? Are you rapture ready? <laughs> Probably not. We'll find out. Something I think I could compete at the Olympic level at. Uh, and a literal business name after your out of context clip. Mom! <laughs> Mom, I need my water slide <laughs> Podcast. We like to talk about no BS business names sometimes because we always uh, acknowledge the local pun business names that we have in the city. That's we, the clever play on words, of course. But we've started uh, being sent these literal business names. Very literal like, ones. Yeah, oh, there's not there's no question about what that business does. Nope. There. Nope. Just straight to the point, And that's all. So Justin suggested another one for us recently. Justin from X Middays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one is good time party rentals. What do they do there, Shauna? Well, they do party rentals for good times. Hey, are you planning to have a good time? Do you need party rentals? Good time party rentals. Party rentals for good times. If you're not planning to have a good time, we're not for you. If you return our party rentals and we suspect good times weren't had, God help you. We only do good times. Good time party rentals. Party rentals for good times. Have a good time. Hey, are you having a good time? You better be having a good time. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I may have made some version of this claim in the past on this show. Okay. But I believe that if water sliding were an Olympic sport, <laughs> I'd have a shot. Mm. It's a bold claim, I it, know. That is a bold claim. But damn, am I fast on a water slide. Interesting. Ooh. I wonder what it is. It's my technique, for Your one. genetic makeup? No, I mean, it's a, yeah. It's my technique. Mm. Great instinct. I, th- I know where to enter the turn in terms of the height on the wall. Okay. How to get there, how to come out of the turn. Uh, I've got that water sliding body, I think. Yeah, you got the weird water sliding body. That's what I was thinking. Just long. Your genetic makeup for sure. Long and slippery. Mm -hmm. Very slippery. Slippery guy. Some back hair probably adds to it as well. Just really. I wonder. I wonder if that slows you down or speeds you up. I think it probably helps with a little speed. Yep. Oil that grease that up a little bit before you go. Do you ever grease yourself before you go water sliding? I think that would be considered cheating. Well, be considered a performance enhancing drug mm, it might be but it would also make it really riveting i actually kind of want to see this happen now it's a banned substance in the world of competitive water sliding grease great grease they, yeah. they check your back before you go on the water slide the so ump come <laughs> let me touch let me touch your back here a water sliding ump yep That's how do you get you into got. that line yep. of work hey i don't know I, I need to be that i could do it i figure i mean bobsledders would probably be pretty good at it mm-hmm. in terms of just like well, I mean, the strength that you need. And then, like, 
how to take the turns, not how to I pilot suppose. the turns. So you have pine tar on your back. That's that's not allowed. <laughs> pine tar would slow you down, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. You, but, need, you, know. you need some some Crisco or something, some yeah. sort of straight sort of grease, straight oil. I get a great pull start too. Oh man, can I rip if there's a, like a bar above the water slide? I can't imagine what the kids are thinking when this big dummy shows up to <laughs> steal their water sliding time. Do you, have, do you have grips? Do you wear gloves too? Water to sliding go? gloves? Hey, Mom, Mom, I need my water sliding gloves. Oh my God, are those Andrew Beckler's signature water sliding gloves? Oh my God. Those are the new ones. Because well, like this dad needs to get out of here, man. Oh crap. I, may, I make this claim. He's under got the assumption- olive oil on his back. He's wearing gloves, for God's sake. I make this claim under the assumption that the competition starts tomorrow. Because if, uh, they, if there's like a lead up to it and people can train, then I think I'll probably get beat. But if you just threw a bunch of us into a water slide right now, God. no grease, no gloves. Sure. No- <laughs> I'm no gonna bad buy equipment. you water sliding gloves. For what do those even look like? They're gonna be like the fingerless ones, you know. <laughs> really get the grip. Really good palm grip. Yeah, you, know, you need. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, they can't. They gotta be waterproof though. It can't get too heavy. Waterlogged. That'll slow you down. Water sliding gloves. Wow, I'm not going to be allowed Don't at the pool anymore, no am I? Are. And Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I don't know why I got thinking about the mastodon on the weekend, but I did. And I was like, where does that term come from? Why do we call it a mastodon? It's a great word. It's a great word. It's such a strong sounding word. It's great band name, software company, mastodon. Good Just a yeah. good, good. Uh, so I looked into it and it literally means nipple tooth. Nipple tooth. So mastos means breast. This is why it's also mastectomy or Mm -hmm. mammogram or it all comes from that same, the breast or nipple in this case. And odos or odont means tooth, which is where we get orthodontist. (laughs) It's all from that same origin as well. This is another one of those etymologies where if you had ever taken the time to really look at the word, Mm -hmm. it may have made sense. It's true. But we don't ever do that when we say words. We, we don't. just kind of take it for granted and go, sure. So why nipple tooth? So it's because according to the scientist that discovered the animal or was like doing work on it, uh, the mastodon had these crowns on its molar teeth that according to him looked like nipples. So he just named it nipple tooth. And I, I mean, when I think of the mastodon, I wouldn't say that's like no. the defining characteristic. I've got to be honest with you. I think this scientist probably should have taken a walk just outside of the lab for a little bit here. I feel like he was spending a little too much time in his research. If he took one look at a tooth and was like, that looks like a nipple. Those teeth look like nipples. That's a nipple tooth. We'll call it a nipple Nipple tooth. tooth. I need a moment. (laughs) Maybe go for a little walk, man. Maybe take a step away from work. You just... Take a little breather if that's what we're going for here. Is a mastodon the same as a mammoth or are they different? They're a little bit different. I actually don't know the difference. But I didn't read into it. A mastodon also has the big like swooping tusks the big and everything. Tusks, yep. Yeah, I would say Very that's similar. probably yeah. the, the characteristic that jumps out at me, not the nipple The molars teeth, of the nipple. T- <laughs> no, no, look at the molars. Then you understand why I called it this, guys. Op- get its mouth open. Like, great word, really? though. It is a great word. I almost wish I didn't know what it meant. Uh, now you... <laughs> Yeah, it makes it a lot less majestic. When you look at that picture, sure you're like, does. that thing's called nipple tooth. Technology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I threw on Fox News the other day. I never watch Fox News, but I was working on my computer and I needed something on in the background. Oh, okay. I'll see what these guys are up to. Okay. I caught them on commercial break and they were advertising some 
some preacher's book, some pastor, his book called The Great Disappearance, 31 Ways to Be Rapture Ready. Okay. So for $24.99, wow. you can get a comprehensive guide to be ready for the rapture. Are you rapture ready, Shauna? I am. I don't think I'm You're rapture. Not? I have not. No. No? No. I guess I should be. How much does it cost? $28.99 to be rapture ready? $24.99. Yep. Okay, it's a steal. 31 31 ways to be rapture ready. Wow. Guessing things like you know, having a good set of snow rated tires. Is that what? 72 hours worth of supplies. Food for and the fuel. rapture. Or is that winter ready? Is that for a winter I storm? Think that's, I think mm. that's, yeah. Get your lube changed, you know? <laughs> oil change just in case. Wow, okay. Yeah, how do you... Hmm, interesting. Do you have a plan for the rapture, Sean? I don't. You don't have a plan at all, hey? You gotta have a rapture Like plan. extra clean so that here? when you get raptured up, then they're, you're all clean and good? Right, because it'll be your nude body that gets raptured. Yeah, your clothes right? just, just They just stay where you were. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got raptured right now, it'd just be a pile of jackets in your chair, right? That's it, so, yeah. Like extra I, pine tar so I'm grippy so that you can rapture me up f- faster or more... Effectively, I actually don't know. I'm curious to know what they say to how to be rapture ready. I yeah, don't know. I mean, we got to buy this book. I yeah, for twenty four bucks. I mean, that does seem like a bit of a steal if it's going to make us more prepared. So, jokes aside, uh, there is a non insignificant portion of the religious population around the world who not only believe that the end is near, mm-hmm. they're eager for it. They want the world to end right away because they're rapture ready. Right, and we're not. It's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? So they read the book and then now they're good. Okay. Because a person is going to have, they're going to make different decisions. Yes. They're going to have different considerations if they believe that Uh we only have a short time left before the righteous among us will be zapped up into the sky and Mm -hmm. everybody else will go go somewhere else or stay here to battle it out. They're having good times to get prepared for the rapture, I guess, Hmm. knowing that the end is near. And I've completed none of these steps, so... I'll be here. I'm ill-prepared. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be I'll be on the air after I the rapture, I think. I am not prepared. Shauna podcast. I'm thinking if there was a rapture, well, you and I would still be here. Yes. So would the vast majority of our audience, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the younger, more peer members would be would be raptured. They would be gone. Yeah. The rest of us, though? We're stuck here. Probably still here. Oh, yeah. It was a really great show. Uh, actually, one of the best TV shows I've ever seen called The Leftovers. Never really got a lot of attention this show, uh, but it's the concept is that one day two percent of people in the world just disappear, and nobody knows why this particular two percent is gone. And like some families, everybody was gone. Some families, it was nobody or just one member. Wow! And it's about all the implications that come from losing like two percent of the world's population just out of in a blink. And it's fascinating. Weird. It's such a good show. I didn't, um, I've never even heard of that before. But, like, in this scenario, people, whatever they were doing, they're just gone. So, like, the odd car crashes or whatever, like, shopping cart is wheeling itself down the grocery store. Um, people, There weren't, like, piles of clothes left behind, which is how I like to imagine it. Yes, of course. Yeah, the clothes were made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You probably want to get your body ready. You probably want to shave yep. the night before the rapture. You, if you're stuck with the same rig for the whole... Your whole afterlife. Yeah, I wonder if they go and work out a little harder knowing the rapture's about to happen and like, gotta make sure I'm rapture ready. Yeah. You know? yeah. Shave your body. Don't take a hairy body up to the rapture. It's not a beach body. It's a rapture body. I want to actually look. Get me my rapture body and... Oh, yeah. I didn't even bother looking at this, but what are some of the ways to be rapture ready, do they say? 
It doesn't look like they've posted this. I guess you have to buy the book, right? you got to spend the $24.99. Well, obviously. They're not going to give these secrets away for free. Why would they? People like you and I (laughs) do a Google search, and we could also be rapture ready. I don't think it works like that. No. Maybe I need to get into the huckster business. Some good money to be made here. I'm reading the comments of some of these posts, and people are saying, Oh, man. Oh, man. Amen. Dear God. $24.99. Amen. Get me in on that. Well, you know where you can cozy up with your Rapture Ready book and... Start preparing? Start preparing. In your Shane Holmes home. That's right. A new home from Shane Holmes. They offer affordable customization. Rapture room. Rapture room. Rapture proof room. Yes. Think they do that? But you want to be Rapture, don't you? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than your panic room, it's your Rapture proof room. Yeah. Ain't nothing getting through here. Rapture panic room. In or out. Nope. Oh, you're stuck in there for good. I'm sure they would do that for you. Do you build rooms for the end times? Yeah. Just put tinfoil on the windows. <laughs> uh, you can learn more at shanehomes.com. See what, check out your options, uh, some of the customization options we've talked about on the podcast. If you're considering building, considering Shane Homes. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was chatting with my mother on the weekend, and uh, she told me another little update on their renos. So... As a, a lot of people know, uh, my parents sold their house. They sold it for $1.6 million or seven. I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah, they hit the peak of that market in the GTA, the right? Peak. It's like They it, bought this house like a, for $135 like 35 years ago <laughs> and then just sold it. Not even $135,000, $135. Yeah, That's that how cheap it. housing was back Right, then. very cheap. Very, very cheap. Um, but yes, because of this, uh, they it, essentially like they won the lottery as you, you described it. It was like it kind of was, right? They, they took this massive amount of money. Anyway, uh, since then, they've been acting as if they've won the lottery as well, and they've been spending money left, right, and center on all kinds of things. Um, and I'm keeping you guys updated because like, I find it pretty entertaining. There's been some great examples, too. Like, they bought two new cars on the same day. Not one car, but two new cars Which in is cash. Which wild. Yeah, they showed up to a car dealership and were like, we need two of these. <laughs> Cash. Here you go. So that was just phenomenal. Uh, Then they recently, they've done a bunch of renos. They bought a new condo, so they're doing a ton of renos on this thing. So they recently um, upgraded the kitchen. They didn't like the renos, so now they're they're redoing the kitchen. What? Re-renoing it. Um, That was like less than a year ago, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. I guess the first time they did a little cheaper, they they were trying to not fully reno, and then they've decided they want to fully reno. So now Mm. they're fully renoing the kitchen. Anyway, my mother uh, on the weekend, she was like, hey, uh, I I went to Buffalo this weekend. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What were you doing in Buffalo? And she said, well, you see, my KitchenAid mixer is red, which doesn't match the new kitchen renos. So I need a new KitchenAid mixer. So I went looking for one that's blue to match the new Renos. She had to go to Buffalo to get it. So she found one in Buffalo. She drove across the border. She bought a blue KitchenAid mixer because her red one didn't match the new kitchen. She spent $600 American on it. And she still has a perfectly good KitchenAid mixer that's red, but it doesn't match the kitchen. Tell me she's at least going to sell the red one. Well, I think she is. Okay, yeah, she's going to try and at least sell it. But holy Yikes. bananas. Are you sure that they aren't in some sort of like Brewster's Millions scenario where they have to spend all this money I'm within sh- a certain amount of time? I'm or starting to think so. Like, you know? Do they have to speed run 
the rest of their wealth? Is that is that? I'm how assuming it works? that's probably what's going on here. <laughs> to be honest, we've also talked about. I love it because it truly yeah. is their. I'm so happy that they're having a blast spending it like this. But it's it is certainly at a level that I'm just like this is unbelievable right I now. I said the same thing to my parents. I was like, enjoy it. Like don't absolutely don't they feel like you have to leave anything for no. us? Like I don't expect that. I want you to enjoy. The fruits of your hard work. We've openly so, had this discussion. Yeah. I was like, I don't, all I want is just, don't leave me in debt is all I right. want. Okay. That's where I draw the line. Like, I don't want to be picking up your debt, but you spend that money that you've earned. Absolutely. Go for it. The way they're How spending, Shauna. Are you a little <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I came across this video on TikTok where a guy was doing some street trivia. Yep. He called it band or person. Oh, yeah. So just like it sounds, he would give a name and the contestant had to decide if that was the name of a band or an individual musician. Mm. And I appreciate this because it's always driven me nuts when someone says, for example, and this is a really bad example, but Led Zeppelin, I love him. Fair. It happens. Sometimes they do sound like individual. And if you don't know, sure then do. yeah, you're getting it wrong. Sometimes so. bands will just take the the name of someone is their totally. band name or vice versa. Sometimes yeah. a solo artist will try to sound like a band. It's true. Um, but when it happens, like when someone says, Oh, I love him and it's not a it's not a him, it's mm-hmm. a band. Uh, I always think, Oh, that you've exposed yourself as a bit of a poser there, Absolutely. haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, would you like to play this game, Shauna? Sure. I have a list of okay. artist names here. Some are bands, some are singular people. Okay. Mm. And you gotta tell me. Okay, ready? Yeah. We'll start easy. Leonard Skinnerd. Person. Ooh. Man. Oh, I didn't even know it was a band. <laughs> band. Oh, yeah. no, of course he's a band. Okay. Of course but he's it... a band. Hey, no. Do we need to continue? We, I don't think we do. I think we're good now. Jethro Tull. Ooh. I actually don't know. Band. Okay. Max Webster. Person. Band. <laughs> Kim Mitchell's band. Molly Hatchet. Max Webster's Kim... Oh, my God. I didn't know that. What's the next one, sir? Molly Hatchet. I have no idea. That's a band. Okay. Uh, Sigur Rose. I want to say band, but I'm, I don't know. That's a band. Okay. That's a band. Iron and Wine. Band. Person. One person. Didn't know that. St. Vincent. I have no idea. Person. St. Motel. Band. Band. St. John? Newfoundland. <laughs> no, that's New Brunswick, actually. St. John's the, is Newfoundland. The Baptist? <laughs> All Saints? Band? The St. Lunatics? I don't even know if I've ever heard of the St. Lunatics You've never before. heard of Nellie and the St. Lunatics? No. So All is of, it a band then or a ne- person? It's Nellie's, like, like hip-hop collective. Oh, yeah. okay. All of, uh... Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing. Oh, okay. I actually didn't know that that was Dan Lunatics. After a rough start, you did all right. No, that was rough. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You know another thing you can't look cool doing? Hmm. Actually, I have two of them here for you. Okay. Uh, First, yelling at somebody at the front desk of a hotel. So I saw this on the weekend, and it doesn't matter, like... It's not that person's problem. Even if you have a valid concern of some sort, yelling at the person at the front desk is just not the way to go about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not just hotels, but yelling at anybody in a yeah. like a low-level customer, customer service position. It's not their fault. It's probably not their fault. And even if it is, even if you're 100% right, 
yelling at them is not a cool look. It's not. No matter what. Like, I get it. People get heated. In the heat of the moment, you start yelling. But just take a, take a deep breath and don't yell at them. You know, maybe communicate to them why you're disappointed. But yelling, no. Just, you, you can't yell at them, okay? You're never going to look cool doing no. that. No, and you probably won't get what you're after either. You're probably better to collect your thoughts. Yes. Take a moment. Mm-hmm. Draft them into a well-worded email. Yes. Directed at the right person. Yeah. That's probably the better way to close get. your eyes. Take a few moments of Zen. Next time you want to yell at somebody at the front desk or again in any of those low level, let's let's take a little breather yeah. here and then it's go on cool from look. there. It's okay? not a cool look. Uh, second one, trying to get up a snowy hill without winter tires on and not being able to do it. Also not cool. <laughs> Saw this on the weekend. We were going up to the Chateau Lake Louise on that road there, and there was a car in front of us, and it wasn't even that snowy. So I don't know if they just had the the baldest tires in the world, clearly not winter tires as well, was trying to get up. And, of course, immediately everyone behind is like, oh, they got their racing slicks on. Hey, yeah, they must. racing slicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so tried for a bit there and then had to turn around to do a UE, go the other way oh. and pass us and do the. Do the drive of shame right beyond all of us who are like, you okay there, bud? Or? Trip's over, kids. We yeah. can't get to the hotel. Yeah, we tried. We're going to have to do something about this first. You so. know what that is? That's part of a larger can't look cool, and it's being unprepared or underprepared. Ah, uh, yeah. Being prepared is a cool look. You're right. You know, when you have what you need mm-hmm. and you're ready for any situation, being yep. caught with your pants down, being unprepared, yeah, not a cool look. Not good. No. No. No, don't try and get up those snowy roads if you don't have winter tires on that thing, okay? And you're underprepared, as you said. That's not a cool look. The drive of shame back to drive. oh. I was curious. I was like, pretty uncool. I was I was wondering where they were gonna go. I'm like, are you, where, where are, you gonna, are you actually just gonna turn around and go home now? <laughs> just seriously, <laughs> you have so much shame. You're like, I'm going back to Calgary and never returning. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. So on the weekend, the Oilers fired. Their latest head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Which we knew was coming, so yeah. here it is. He's yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've named Chris Knobloch as new head coach. So he most recently coached uh, the Hartford Wolfpack in the AHL. He's never had an NHL coaching job before. Well, but... he's sure to turn things around for them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the problem, yeah. I think it was, it was so definitely he, him. He's the Oilers' eighth head coach in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. So good luck to Chris Knobloch. Uh I'm sure they have solved their problems this time, right? (laughs) Yep, this is it. This will be it. Um, You and I keep a generic eulogy on hand. We do. For such an occasion, just because it's happened so often recently. We're like, we don't have to write a new eulogy every single time the Oilers can a head coach. Nope. Uh, We just keep the same one and we just keep adding the next fiery. Here you go. We are gathered here today to remember all of the people the Oilers organization have let go in their desperate, failing quest to actually put a decent team on the ice. These people were all used as sacrificial lambs in a grave attempt to right this sinking ship, and that is not fair. So please close your eyes and remember all of these people who have been canned in the past 10 years. Craig McTavish, Pat Quinn, Tom Rennie, Ralph Kroger, Dallas Akins, Todd Nelson, Todd McClellan, Ken Hitchcock... Dave Tippett, Jay Woodcroft. Then, of course, the three GMs, Steve Tambellini, Peter Chiarelli, Ken Holland. Is next. Gary Bettman does not want the Oilers to win. <laughs> no. It's true. The ghosts of Oilers past. Eckler, do you have a musical interlude for us? I do, and I thought this selection was appropriate because it is only a matter of time before whoever they appoint next becomes a scapegoat for the team. So Yeah. Just some Enya. 
And who can say where the road goes, where the day flows, only time. <laughs> and who can say if your love grows, as your heart chose, only time. That was actually quite beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. My boyfriend Cliff is a bit mad at us, Beckler. Or particularly mad at Brigham, your son. He's mad at my six-year-old? Mm-hmm. So uh, we haven't seen each other for a while, and he came to visit this weekend. And the first thing he says when he walks in the door was like, are you kidding me? Jump Van Halen? That is my favorite <laughs> song ever. <laughs> and I didn't realize that. I knew Van Halen was up there as his favorite. I didn't realize that Jump was his actual number one favorite oh, song. No. And your son Brigham was like, the kids bop version of Van, or he said that yeah. Van Halen sounded like... I played him jump the other day when we were oh, driving. He's man. like, this sounds like something kids bop would sing. Oh. I was like, ah, oh, it kind of does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> and then he looked into it and realized that they do, in fact, yeah. cover yeah. Jump's Van... Yeah. Oh my god, just... And I know Baby, just how you So that discount David Lee Roth is just my favorite thing, oh my isn't God. it? That yeah. the funny and it, it doesn't sound that different from the real song. That's the funny part. I know. And Cliff heard all of that and oh, was no. so offended because it's his favorite song. And now all he can hear is the kids bop <laughs> version of it. We've kids bopped oh, it for him. You should We've try kids to kids bopped jump. You should try to mix in the kids bop version here and there and just see if he, I mean, he'll notice for sure. But oh, yeah. see how long it takes still. Absolutely. Until he I'm just going to toss it on all my playlists. And yeah. so when I'm with him, yeah, it'll come up and I'll be like, oh yeah, I love this song. Oh, and then no. kids bop and I'll be so mad. <laughs> No, it's the only one. It's Kids Bob's version or none. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Friend of the show, Mel, sent me this video about five species of trees that are pretty metal. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I knew about a couple of them, but I did not know about the strangler fig. So the strangler fig is kind of like a broad term used to refer to several tropical plants in the ficus genre. Okay. Uh, some of them are banyans, banyans, but uh, what they do is basically in dense forests where there's so much competition for light, it's tough for like a seed that germinates to get any light at all. So these seeds get deposited by bird droppings up high in the tree canopy. Okay. And they basically, they germinate and then they take over the host tree. So they form like a, like a lattice around the trunk of its host tree and they sap nutrients from an already established tree. Wow. And it looks almost like um, like a skeleton, like an exoskeleton. It's kind of gross looking, actually, when you think about it. But it's like a, around this, this tree. And sometimes the tree can die and rot away and just this skeleton is left. In other instances, they say it could actually like gross. help the host tree survive storms and stuff because it's a little more uh, beefed up. Right. But Ew. yeah, it does. It looks kind of gross, but it's a pretty remarkable way that this seed has evolved in order to survive in such a tough environment. So well, that's cool. Yeah. You can see pictures of it and it's like, it looks like the host tree is wrapped in all these like bones, basically like these, 
these like ropes of plant of fig. It's called the strangler fig. I'm looking at it. I hadn't up. heard about that. Um, so I was, I, I was watching a documentary on the blue zones. We've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, blue zones are of course where more, most people live to be a hundred, um, or sorry, more so than other places. And it's by a huge margin. And everybody always is trying to figure out why these places are, you know, so much healthier and what's going on there. Um, but a lot of the blue zones are disappearing now. And it's because a lot of them were ones that kind of weren't yet, um, taken over by fast food restaurants and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. So there are certain places like I, one, I believe is in, is it Okinawa, Japan? Mm-hmm. But that sounds that, right. Um, because now they have all these fast food restaurants and stuff that actually have come into those blue zones. Uh, those blue zones are actually, um, like going away very fast. And in fact, people are in some of them now living shorter than the average life. And it's almost because you get all this at once of all this food that's so bad for you and all this stuff that makes, you know, life so much easier to do. But it almost is like everybody's like, oh, I want all of it now. Like all the stuff that we haven't had for so long. I want to double down and try all this greasy food and eat it all right now. So now I wonder if that's correlation or causation, because I mean, as we globalize, right, like these little enclaves of healthy healthy living yep. are infiltrated by the unhealthy habits of the rest of the world. Maybe it's not like necessarily that the fast food is kill, killing people earlier in these areas, but just all these different cultural influences that are coming in and changing yeah. their ways, right? And it's so. happening at such a crazy rate. And I think, again, you've maybe even heard of that kind of stuff before, and then you haven't been able to do it yourself or experience it. A lot of the modern conveniences, and you're almost like, is it then you go real hard on them for a bit? And you're like, oh, and then back up. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it's sad because it means that these blue zones that were being studied are are kind of fading away as well. So now they look like everywhere else. Now they're just the same as everywhere else. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I believe we have a couple good wheeze laughs to share with you. We do. I love this. People send us the best wheeze laughs they hear. They're like, you guys will enjoy this. This first one is from friend of the show, Bailey, and it's a compilation of this woman scaring this dude. I don't know if it's her roommate or whatever, the guy she lives with. Okay. Um, but she's got quite a wheeze. So you'll hear the scream and then you'll hear her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a wheeze, eh? That is a good wheeze. It sounds like they have a bird in the house. It does. It sounds like a Tweety bird. Yes. Tweety. That's that's quite a wheeze. I've never heard that style before. That's great. It's a new one. And this one's just a hilarious... So this woman, I guess, picked something up on auction. And so she's coming back to the car with whatever she got. And the other woman is like, what have you done? So just listen... They both have great laughs, don't they? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
the end? What is that? I don't know. Oh, my everything. It's got everything in there. And then you okay? got those laughs going on. Oh and you my, got your laugh you over top of that. My stupid straw laugh. Yeah, oh, and then we got the, the birds going here. We got all kinds of the stuff going on. The circus in got... the jungle. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.